This the remix. What was the text between you and Aaron Rodgers about? You know, I talk to him all the time. You know, he's always been someone since I got in the NFL that has helped me with questions and things like that. He's always been good to me. And, you know, we were talking today, and I won't get into what we got into, but uh, definitely part of it was like, I just want to send these guys home, you know. And uh, But he, he's always encouraging, and I'm thankful for that relationship. Like I said, he's always been good to me, but I don't want to get into anything he said. The Las Vegas Review Journal. I mean, it, it comes to the point where we we get in two-minute mode or we need a field goal to win the game, and everybody on the sideline has their arms up. We already feel like we're going to win um, just because we've been in that situation so many times. The Las Vegas Journal Review. Well, one, my hat came off, and I was like, well, instantly, someone's going to make a meme of my hair with some Home Alone guy or something. Wolverine. <laughs> uh, this is AJ Cole's fault. This was not a, this was, this is honestly just because he said I would give up. And, uh, you know, I think this is like a perfect segue into we didn't give up this season, you know. And, uh, you know, just because he told me I'd quit is the only reason my hair has not been cut since training camp. So um, if that tells you a little bit about me and how I feel about today, you know, we didn't quit. Just crushed my dreams. Boom. Sadness. That's the one. Good thing they didn't quit because they're in the playoffs. And guess what? The job is done, Ed. Oh, the job is done. Oh, my God. All right. We actually get to do this with the Raiders in mind, but... If we look at the playoffs, let's start with the NFC here. Packers get a bye. Tampa's hosting Philly. Dallas is hosting San Francisco. The Rams are hosting Arizona. Can anybody go in to either Tampa or Green Bay and win? Or are we getting Tampa Green Bay in the NFC championship again? I think Dallas can go into Tampa. Although I also think Dallas could lose to San Francisco in the 3-6 game. I think Dallas could go into San Francisco. It's interesting that didn't Charles say he thought the Rams were going to come yeah. out of the NFC? I thought that was pretty interesting as well, um, which means they'd have to go, if they reseeded, they'd have to go into Green Bay the second round. Well, if, if there's not if there's an upset, they would, right. have, no, they would yeah, get unless to go to Tampa. Unless there's an upset. Unless there's yeah. an upset. So um, I think Dallas can go into Tampa. I, I'm not sure anyone can go into Green Bay. I okay. I think Green Bay and Tampa are the best teams in the NFC. They're the one and the two seeds. Breaking news. Hot take for me. I think Dallas's best game. I think the Rams' best game. I think Arizona's best game. And I think San Francisco's best game can beat Green Bay well, in Green in Bay. Lambeau? Yes. Wow. The only team leaving out there is the Eagles. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, they're probably not gonna start the guy that should be starting. So I think uh, all the way down to six in San Francisco, the best game from any of those teams can and, go into Green Bay and go into Tampa. And not have the Packers play their best. Yes. Okay. Yes. And win. The problem is, I do not believe San Francisco, Arizona, L.A. will play their best game in Green Bay. Dallas, maybe. Maybe. Dallas, number one team by DVOA this season, mm -hmm. by the way. DVOA loves the Cowboys. Dallas, maybe. But I think, I do ultimately think we're getting Green Bay, Tampa Bay in the, in the NFC, NFC championship. championship again, mainly because they have home field and somebody, again, somebody has to go to those places and win for us to miss out on Green Bay, Tampa Bay again. But I do think the NFC is deep enough. I do think those teams are good enough that they can beat Green Bay and Tampa Bay in those cities. And also, the one thing on Tampa, 
the weapons for Tom Brady depleted, right? I mean, there's no more Chris Godwin. There's no more Antonio Brown. Like Mike Evans and Rob Gronkowski still exist. It's not like they're terrible with their weapons, but it's not as deep as it once was. So it's a little bit easier to beat Tampa Bay, a little bit easier to slow Tampa Bay down. But I think it's a deep conference. It wouldn't be that surprising to me if we got some sort of Cinderella run from a San Francisco, from an Arizona into the Super Bowl. But I do think we end up with Green Bay, Tampa Bay, just because I think those are the two teams that it's it's the easy. They have the least path of resistance yeah. because. I just don't know about Dallas. Like I said, I mean, San Francisco can run and stop the run. I mean, they can kind of slow the game down. I actually think the Niners can go in and beat Dallas. I, re- I really do. And again, yes. they'd have to play their best game, and Dallas would have to be offense- off offensively. But we've seen that from Dallas this year. I don't trust the Cowboys, and yet I think they could win the Super Bowl. <laughs> And I don't even I don't trust I don't trust them, and and so that's to me like if you're picking a team to come out of the NFC, again I think the best game one through six in that conference, the best game from any one of those six is good enough to win the Super Bowl. The problem is, for San Francisco, they've got to do that three straight times and most likely three straight times on the road. Right. right. The problem for Arizona, they've got to do right. that three straight times and most likely three straight times on the road. LA's got to do it three straight times. Right. But they get one home game. Dallas has to do it. Like Green Bay only has to do it twice and they get two home games. So they don't Green Bay basically doesn't have to play their best game to get to the Super Bowl. Right? They Green Bay can probably play an average game twice and because they're at home and because the first game will be against LA, Arizona, San Francisco, somebody like that, they can probably play just slightly better than average and Green Bay probably is in the NFC Championship game. So it's just path of least resistance. Now, on the other side, Everybody. I think it's the exact opposite because I don't think Tennessee's winning a game. I do not That's think the said. Titans are winning said, a game. I thought the next question was who's going to win in Tennessee, and I said everybody's <laughs> going to win in Tennessee. The Raiders will win and head to the AFC Championship. In all, in all seriousness, if the Raiders beat Cincinnati and they're going to Tennessee, I'm going to spend a week telling you they that can they're going to beat the yeah, Titans. they can beat the Titans. I'm going to spend an entire yes. week telling you that they're going to win in Tennessee and be in the AFC Championship game. So, okay. In the AFC, I do not believe the Steelers are good. I do not believe the Steelers are even an average NFL team. I think that team sucks, right? I don't think the Raiders are good. I think the Raiders have done a good job avoiding sucking right. for the, the last month of the right. year. Like, In all seriousness, a main reason why they're in the playoffs in this four-game winning streak is because they just didn't suck. Like They just were like, yeah, we're not really going to play that well. Ooh. But we're also not just throwing the game away. I think you are severely discounting the contributions that Nick Mullins, Drew Locke, they, <laughs> right. they made. Those, those guys, guys really lifted up the Raiders. <laughs> those guys sucked, and the Raiders said, okay, we're just not going to suck as bad as that. And then the playoffs. Could they go to Cincinnati and win? Yes. yes I don't think they are. I don't I, think they are either. I don't think New but England's it, winning. But I also, I also didn't think they were beating the Chargers. Right. I don't think New England's winning a game. They're going to go to Buffalo unless we get a snowstorm and Mac Jones throws twice. Right. I don't think they're winning that game. I I don't think New England, I don't think it's good enough. I don't think Mac Jones is good enough. I don't think it's good enough in New England. They're good defensively. I just do not think they are good enough to definitely not win three games on the road, but I don't even think they're getting the one in Buffalo. I... 75% 75% I agree with you, but I think there's this one in four shot that Bill Belichick designed something that makes Josh Allen not know how to move his legs anymore <laughs> or something like just 
Do you remember that Jared or that L.A. Rams team that was just like, well, I don't even know if Belichick can uh, yes. can scheme something up, yeah. and suddenly all they would do is wait until Jared Goff's headset turned off, and then they'd go, "All right, switch the defense to yeah. something else," and he would just go, "I I don't I don't I don't I don't know where to throw to. I what do I do with the ball? Someone help me." I think that there's a chance that happens, and Josh Allen looks like bad Josh Allen. I think in the AFC, we are going to get the top seeds winning. I think we're going to have one, two, three, four in the second round. Mm -hmm. And I think we're going to have since I think Cincinnati is going to beat Tennessee in the second round. And that means KC gets them at home. Kansas City or Buffalo will get them at home. And we're going to get Joe Burrow against either Mahomes or Josh Allen. And it'll be fun, which, by the way. I know we had it last year with Brady and Rodgers, but if if we can get Brady Rodgers and Mahomes, Josh Mahomes, Allen, Allen or right. Burrow, pretty good. Big fan of that. Big fan. I don't want Tannehill. Don't no. give me Don't give me Jimmy Garoppolo. No, I'll take Kyler Murray. That'd be fun. They've sucked for like yeah two months, but he, I'll take Kyler Murray. What about is, Stafford? Uh the Ra- the Rams are fun because. Because of everyone not named Matt Stafford on that right. team. Like they're fun once he lets go yeah. of the ball. Like and Cooper Cup catches it. Like Cam Akers tore his Achilles like a month ago and he's yeah. gonna play in the yeah. playoffs. And Cooper Cup's fun. Odell Beckham's fun. Aaron Donald's one of the most fun defensive players ever to watch. Like the Rams are fun, not necessarily because of the quarterback. So I'll, I'll, I'm fine with the Rams. The- and I'll be honest with you, I give it like a less than one percent chance of happening. If Jalen Hurts takes the Eagles to the NFC title game, I'm I think I'm on board for that. I think I'm on board for watching Jalen Hurts run around and sometimes look like he's the worst quarterback in the league for yeah. being in the NFC championship game. He's fun. Not always in a good way, but he's fun. I don't think they're going to win Tampa Bay. No, I don't no. think they are either. But he's fun. The problem for the Eagles is they have two quarterbacks. They <laughs> They basically I don't even believe that made it into the playoffs because halfway through the year they decided, you know what? We need to stop making Jalen Hurts throw it so much. We're gonna just run and run the zone read and just run straight handoffs. And it's been pretty effective for him. That's not really the greatest solution to winning in the playoffs, and that's probably the worst possible way to beat Tampa Bay. Yeah. Like if you're gonna beat yeah. Tampa Bay, you're gonna have you to You can't throw run the ball. against them. Right. So I think that's a uh, pretty terrible. Like if you're Philadelphia, that's probably the last team on, in either conference that you would have wanted to play in the first round. You would have taken literally anybody else but Tampa Bay in the first round. So while well, it'd be fun and you know, the Eagles, I think could beat somebody else. I do not think they can beat Tampa Bay, but isn't it great? We get to do this with the Raiders. Yeah. We get they're to talk about par- the Raiders. They're actually part of the tournament. Game. They're actually part of the tournament. We can actually say this team's got a path to the AFC title game. Beat you know Cincinnati what? and Tennessee. It's done. It's done. The job it's is done. done. The job is done. Oh, my God. Can you imagine Just if they made an the AFC percent. title game? Oh, man. In Kansas City? <laughs> what will Derek Carr's press conferences be like oh. if they make it to the AFC championship game? I haven't read anything. I haven't heard anything what you guys said. I don't talk about anything. And by the way, Adam, what you said was wrong. Yeah. I haven't read anything. The job is not done in my heart, I know. Nobody cares. The job is not done. Nobody cares. Nobody cares that the job is not done. I'm getting ahead of myself here. What's the conversation around Derek Carr if they make the AFC championship game and then he goes 11 of 35 for 102 yards against the Kansas City Chiefs and they lose 42 to 7? So basically the same as they've done every other game they played them this year. 
Like, if they make the AFC championship game, they're one of the four final teams playing, but they get destroyed by the Kansas City Chiefs. And I specifically the Chiefs. Not Buffalo, not Tennessee. They get crushed by Kansas City. We're... we're the fan AFC base championship. The fan base is still reverting back to the same conversations about car we've been having for eight years, right? Uh, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it's AFC one thing. If, it's one thing if you lose the cha- AFC championship by four to Kansas City, but if you lose by thirty-eight and Carr is just horrific, like three turnovers. Oh, they go back. They go back to the yards. same narrative. They go back to the same narrative. And about it'd probably him. be fair, right? If he makes the AFC championship. Flip it over to the other side. Is that a guarantee the extension? Oh my God! He throws for 108 yards. And I, three I'm picks. just saying, if it makes the AFC Championship one game because, for the Super Bowl, because the pro okay, because the problem with that is that's your division. Like that's the guy you've got to beat in the division for the next decade. True. And if you lose again after you've gotten blown out twice, if you lose again by 38, are you sitting back saying, "All right, we made the AFC Championship, but"? We cannot make the Super Bowl unless Patrick Mahomes is hurt. If they make the AFC Championship, they're going to have to ask head coach Rich Bisaccia. That is true. That I What think do you think head happen. coach Rich Bisaccia? Coming up next, I'll tell you who they should hire that's not named Rich Bisaccia. Bischoff's briefs. How was the game? Not very good. Have you ever seen a good hockey game? No. Me neither. I love sports. I just can't get next to hockey. Bischoff's brief. See, I think Americans like to savor situations. One down, bottom of the ninth. One run game, first and third. Left-handed batter, right-hand reliever. Infield, a double play, depth. Here's the pitch. Bischoff's briefs. What's going in hockey? It seems to come out of nowhere. The play-by-play guy is always shocked. Le Petier passes to Huckenchuck. Who skates past the blue line? Huckenchuck, of course, was traded from Winnipeg for a case of Labatt's after sitting out last season with, oh my God, he scores! Bischoff's Briefs. The Raiders may be in the playoffs. But they still don't technically have a head coach because Rich Passaccia is the interim which means there are going to be rumors about who the Raiders' next head coach is until they actually hire one. Jim Harbaugh has been talked a lot about not just the Raiders' job, but the NFL in general. I know the Chicago Bears were another team, uh, possibly. Um, So, there's a story at 24-7 Sports where Jim Harbaugh, still coaching at Michigan, still recruiting at Michigan, uh, they talked to the father of a recruit, and he said that Harbaugh will entertain the NFL. Quote, he was up front with us about that. I had Coach Harbaugh speak to my pastor. They had a good conversation. Our pastor asked him about it, and that's the reply that he gave him. Which, by the way, before we get more into Harbaugh here, you have to talk to the pastors of the kids you're recruiting when you're a college coach? Well, I mean, if you want the kid bad enough, the parents want you to talk to the pastor, you talk to the pastor. The pastors? Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. what a nightmare. I'd be trying to get to the NFL as bad as, as hard as I could. I might have someone talk to my kid's pastor. <laughs> He's very close to the pastor. Yeah, <laughs> might have that. Might have that. If I was a coach, I was like, all right, I'll talk I to the... I guess it depends on how bad you want the kid. I'll talk to the parents. You want me to talk to the pastor? <laughs> I you mean, better I... be a five-star. 
That's I'm what not I'm talking saying. Maybe this two stars. Maybe this kid, no, maybe this kid's deciding between Alabama, Michigan, and Georgia, and they say, "Can you talk to the pastor?" You say, "Yes." What's his number? <laughs> or you go over to the church and say, "Can I see Pastor John?" You got to talk to I've, the pastor. I would hope to God my kid would be with my kid. It'd be yeah. You, you're gonna have to talk to his physics professor or his, or his physics teacher or his science teacher. Jeez, you don't have to talk to anybody. Talk to the kid and the parents, and that's it. Well, also. If he's that interested in the pastor, there are there are very, very good uh, Christian schools that have good football programs. Why not go to them? Nope. Going to play for Jim Harbaugh at Michigan. So Harbaugh exists as a possibility for the Raiders and more. But what I find interesting is Vic Fangio, who has been fired by the Broncos um, after they lost their season finale to the Chiefs, uh, he went 19 and 30 in three years as the Broncos' head coach. Vic Fangio was Jim Harbaugh's defensive coordinator in his stint at San Francisco with the 49ers. And I am fascinated at the package deal of Jim Harbaugh and Vic Fangio. And let me ask you this Do you think, for any NFL team, but if it's the Raiders, is that a no brainer hire? If you're told you get Jim Harbaugh and Vic Fangio, is that a is there is that I a mean, no brainer that you can't do better than? I think Harbaugh's a no brainer. I think Gus Bradley's done pretty well. I don't think he'd keep Gus Bradley though. I think he'd go with somebody new. I think both coordinators be out. So what would be what would be better than Harbaugh plus Fangio? Like is there oh. a coaching option out there that's going to be better than Harbaugh. Like, would you rather have Brian Flores? Like, is there a coaching as your coordinator? No, no. Or as your head coach? You get, you're getting Harbaugh as your head coach. Fangio as your defensive coordinator. Is there any other realistic combo that you're saying? I want more than Harbaugh and Fangio. I mean, I put Fangio to the side because I think Harbaugh would be great for the Raiders. So if Harbaugh picks Fangio, who he already coached, uh, who Fangio already coached under him, I think it'd be great. I think it'd be a great deal for. So the you Raiders. don't even care about the Fangio part of it, though. Not as much as Harbaugh. Is I there think anybody better Harbaugh. than Harbaugh? Like if I said, "Hey, Mike Harbaugh Tomlin. wants to be," well, they made the playoffs. Well, so? I, I mean, <laughs> you're asking who I would if I realistic. Started, if I started Harbaugh's ranking, going, or oh, realistic. Not going I don't think there is realistic. Okay. I mean, and I'll, I'll tell you what, I will give Harbaugh credit. I've not heard this often where the coach actually says, I will entertain these offers. I, I mean, he, you hear the opposite every time. I'm not going anywhere. What are you talking about? I'm not going anywhere. Next day, he has been hired by the Raiders. So I do give Harbaugh some credit for this. Yeah. I, I've got to be honest. It's sad. I was completely shocked at that. I, I was shocked that he would actually say that. He told I, I, the pastor. Yeah, well, he told the pastor. He thought he had confidentiality with Maybe the pastor that was it. There. Maybe that was it. Maybe he thought, like, this is the pastor. He can't really yeah. say what I say. He can only tell God. And- yes. <laughs> That guy's meanwhile texting the local <laughs> reporter. No, no, this went it, this went Harbaugh to Pastor, Pastor to Recruits Dad, Recruits Dad to twenty four seven sports. It's a hell of a game of telephone. So Harbaugh yeah. might not have said anything that was in this story. <laughs> it's an entertaining story, isn't it? <laughs> Maybe the pastor completely misunderstood him. Yes. Uh, am I the only one that just doesn't think Harbaugh would work well here? Or work, like work well? With the Raiders, Maybe. who would work well? Maybe. Well, I keep going with Lane Kiffin because you know he's got new hair and he's party boy now. Is there a fun like Jimmy Johnson early nineties? I think would be an excellent fit. I don't think anyone's going to work well with the current roster. <laughs> okay, well, so then. like new coach comes in, if they say we're holding this together 
and pushing forward. I don't think anybody's having much right. success in that scenario. Rich Passaccia, you might keep Rich Passaccia around because he had the most success with it. But I don't. I just don't know that there's a candidate that you're going to say, yep, that guy's definitely better than Jim Harbaugh. I don't know that it exists. Now, on the Fangio side of things, so going by DVOA, these are these are the ranks of Vic Fangio's defenses when he was a defensive coordinator. At San Francisco, 8th, 4th, 13th, and 5th. Okay. So three times in the Good. top 10, his worst season was 13th. He went to the Bears. He was also their defensive coordinator for four years as well. First season, 31st. Terrible. Second season, 22nd. Okay. Third season, 14th. His final season as the defensive coordinator in Chicago, they were number one Ooh, on defense. From 31 to 1 over four seasons. By DVOA. Was that the year they traded for... Uh... No, he was not there. With oh, okay. I, uh, I'd have was Khalil that. there in I the end? I don't think he was there with Khalil Mack. But... Okay, all I know is that year that the Bears got Khalil Mack, and Khalil Mack went on the Khalil Mack FU tour. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that he is... just kept forcing fumbles. So yeah, so Vic Fangio and Khalil Mack. Get him back, right? Yeah, straight up for uh, Waller. <laughs> <laughs> straight up for Clue and Furl. Oh. Furl and uh, Jonathan Abram. Uh, so, hey, we'll throw Josh Jacobs in. I think if you told me right now the Raiders are going to hire Jim Harbaugh and Vic Fangio's coming as his defensive coordinator, I think that's about as optimistic as I would be for any hire the Raiders could make this offseason. I don't know that there's one that I would say, oh, yes, that has a better chance of working. Than Harbaugh plus Vic Fangio. I don't know. I don't know that there's one. Like one, and again, one of these coordinators, one of the nine guys the Broncos are interviewing, might be awesome. Like I, but I'll be honest, I don't know anything about Nathaniel Hackett of the Green Bay. I I don't know who that is. Like he might be awesome, and that's you know where Mike Mayock and Mark Davis hopefully are better at this than me just sitting here talking on the radio. But like I don't know who Nathaniel Hackett is. If you told me they hired Nathaniel Hackett, I'd be like. All right, why? Like, who right. is this who guy? Is this what's, what's he done that makes you think you're hire him? And they'll presumably have the reasons. But if like, you're hire Nathaniel Hackett, hire Rich Basaccia. <laughs> at, least like, we, at least we know he can he can get the oh, job done. Man. At least we know he can get the job done. Wouldn't that be brutal if, if Rich, Rich Basaccia got passed up for, for Nathaniel, Nathaniel Hackett? Hackett? Like, just not Are even you, a coordinator, some assistant. You can explain away Jim Harbaugh, right? Oh, that's pretty easy. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah, sorry, Rich. We're going with Harbaugh, right? Sorry, Rich. We're going with Nathaniel Hackett. He's done a great job with Jordan Love or whatever position he coaches. Jim Tom Sula. Oh, Jesus. He needs to change his name to Jimbo Tom Sula and take yes. over some random SEC Jimbo Kirby team Tom Sula, and he'll win an SEC. He'll win a national championship in like three years. I just, I, I think, I think it's time for the return. If we're doing retread San Francisco coaches. I think there's only one that we need to keep in mind, and that's Jim Tom Sula. Does retread imply bad? Well, I mean, Harbaugh couldn't win the big one. The Raiders can't get yeah. to the big one, so, you know, can't be picky. But, like, retread. No, I, mean, I think retread, retread is like, defined by someone who's just coming back. Right. And, and see, he said retread, and I was like, he's not a retread. He was good at San yeah. Francisco. But then you're, I think the actual definition of retread is just. You're reusing the guy. Right. So, yeah. It has a negative connotation, though. Like yes, when we say it retread, does. it's very, no, much very like, negative. That guy sucks. You're trying him again. But that wasn't Harbaugh. He's pretty good. Pretty good as that coach. All right. Coming up next, Mike Gramala joins the show. 
if he doesn't get it, it's a travesty. I mean, most completions ever, 5,000 yards, touchdowns, the whole the whole nine yards. I mean, to me, it's not even a, it's not even a close race. It's the press box with Grady and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Joining us now from the Las Vegas Sun is Mike Gramala. All right, Mike, who's playing tonight for UNLV? I have no idea. There's right, thanks, there's Mike. no way to there's no <laughs> way to know. The I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, all right. How do you think Kevin Kruger? I think he kind of hinted at this when he talked to us yesterday. Do you think we're going to get? Two three zone, walk the ball up the floor, try to make this the slowest game in the history of college basketball. I think we might see some of that. It it might not be as extreme as they were prepared to to go against, you know, Air Force when it sounded like they were going up there with the minimum, you know, seven players and um they may have more than that available. So they may not need five guys to play forty minutes and just play zone and just pound the ball uh, every time up and down the floor, but uh we may see certain stretches of the game when, when they play that style, because we don't, if they have eight or nine guys available, we don't know which eight or nine, like it could be the last four guys on the bench are, you know, four of the guys that are available to play. And it, it, it could be something like we, we haven't seen yet this season. So uh, we don't know who's available. We don't know who might become available between that. Like they may be waiting on tests to come back, you know, right up until gate, like who knows, uh, but they're going to play. So that's, that's the good news. I think it's everyone's hope, and we were talking about this earlier, that it's not everyone's hope, you know, it runs through teams, but it seems like it's running through teams that maybe eventually, through everybody, will have to stop these postponements. UNLV already has to now play three games in five days, and you just can't get doing that with teams. So uh, we haven't talked to you. I haven't talked to you about your overall thoughts on this in terms of, you know, it's going to be a winning percentage at the end. This isn't a good season all around. Like, what are your thoughts on what's happened here? No, I, I when you, you know, I don't think we have to be, be coy about it. I think most college coaches, you know, they want the virus to hit them hard and fast, get it out of the way, and then have the rest of the season be as uh, unaffected as possible. And I think UNLV has probably reached that point. Kevin Kruger kind of said that yesterday. Um, once you have guys that test positive and then are out and then test out of protocols afterwards, you know, they're not going back in. Um, so they're good to go pretty much for the rest of the year. UNLV has had so many guys hit by COVID that, they probably can't drop under seven available players the rest of the way. So I think they should be able to play all their games. They are going to have that tough stretch, uh, five games in three days. They've got to go to San Diego. They've got to go to Air Force. Um, so that's going to be tough. But it shouldn't be too affected, depending on what happens to the rest of the Mountain West teams. I think you know, the schedule is probably going to be as smooth as it can be for the, the, the next two months. Does uh, this make it harder to evaluate Kevin Kruger's first season, given that a, we don't know who's playing tonight, and they could lose to New Mexico, and it could be perfectly fine, even though New Mexico is not very good. But also, just in total this season, like eh, most likely, not everybody's going to play 18 games this year, and UNLV might end up not getting to play the worst team in the conference in San Jose State. So, like when we look at the end of the year and see conference record, like how much more difficult is this to actually know if Kevin Kruger did a good job or not? I don't think it really affects it. I mean, were, were we really going to judge him by, like, the middle third of the schedule? Yes. Not really. I yes. mean, it's basically, what are you going to do in non-conference? Are you going to steal a win against a ranked team? And then at the end of the year, are you going to have your team peaking at the right time and give us some entertaining and something interesting to watch in a tournament? So uh, this, I don't really think anyone is really going to judge him by, 
you know, did you go 12 and, and six or did you go 10 and eight or what, what, what's the difference in your, your Mountain West record? I think it's more on like, are you going to get better and what's your team going to look like at the, end, at the end of the year? And based on what we know about their COVID situation, I think they'll be pretty close to full strength by the end of the year, probably well before then. So I think all those judgments on, on the coaching is, are still going to be in place. Yeah. Have you met Tyler before? <laughs> yeah. Have you ever listened to Tyler before? Because there will be judgments. About no matter this, about who plays, coach. if they lose to New Mexico, so they're bums. They're all bums. I don't care. If they can't breathe, they're still bums. Yeah, how could Reese Brown miss all those three pointers? What is Kevin Kruger <laughs> thinking? Well, okay, let me let me ask you this. We are halfway ish into the season, depending on how many games they actually end up playing here. If you're evaluating Kevin Kruger right now, what would you be pointing to if you are let's say if uh, let me rephrase this. You are Kevin Kruger. You're evaluating yourself. What are you pointing to as like, hey, I'm we did this and it's a good thing? Like what's your achievement so far? I don't know. That's a good question. I don't think they've really had a moment yet where you could uh, do that. They really haven't. Um, they haven't scored a big win. Um, they didn't really. They got those three games against or four games against you know ranked opponents, and they didn't really show much in those games. Um, they they haven't had that moment yet. That galvanizing moment where you say, "Oh wow, this they've really got something going here." I think they're still kind of trying to build towards that. So. I don't know. You get a you get a couple shots at Colorado State. Maybe if you can win one of those, or if you can beat San Diego State, or something like that to, to pull your team together. I don't really think they've had a defining moment yet, or a, a big time like coaching victory yet. Did anything change your mind after the San Diego State game? And Tyler and I talked about this yesterday because I don't think they'll ever play offense again like this. Because if they did against Colorado State, San Diego State might be top ten in the country. But did anything change your mind about UNLV in that specific game when you watched what San Diego State was able to do to Colorado State? You know, it's it's uh it's hard to say because that's just kind of how San Diego State is. You know, they just you can't say that UNLV is good because they played San Diego State close because Air Force will play them close at some point this year and New Mexico will play them close at some point this year and like pretty much all their games are close and then, you know, they did blow out Colorado State, but it's just San Diego State is that kind of team. You know, going back to Tyler's last question, um the one thing I would say about Kevin Kruger is that they they've won the games that they should win. That's that's one thing. That's one point in the coach's favor. They've won the games that they should win. They were close against San Diego State. I'm not willing to give them a ton of credit for that. No matter, even if San Diego State goes undefeated and wins the Mountain West, they're going to play a lot of close games along the way. Um, I, I think the way that UNLV lost that game, where they just got beat on the offensive glass and they weren't physical enough, that said more than probably the final score. Um, so I'm not taking too much from that that loss in moral victory terms, no matter what San Diego State looks like after that. Mike has covered too many Marcus Arroyo moral victories. Kevin yes. Kruger gets none of them. There are no more moral victories to go around. Moral victory out, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's all UNLV has, Mike. How many? How long until you're back on the train of getting moral victories? Uh, I don't know. Do they have any moral victory opportunities left this year? Like what? If they if they lose to Colorado State in the final seconds, is that a, a moral victory? Like I don't know what what qualifies for them left on their schedule. If they make it to the Mountain West title game and then lose, I guess you could call that a moral victory, right? If you lose the Mountain West title game and that's your one shot at the NCAA tournament, oh, you know what? Know. If they if they play a game against a good team and it's like Bryce Hamilton, Donovan Williams, Royce Hammer all out due to COVID, you take the Marvin Williams and Reese Brown squad. 
and you play someone into overtime and lose, maybe that's a moral victory. But that's a very narrow um, – they've got to really thread the needle for the moral victory here. All right, you're also doing the Raiders. Did you want the tie? I did. I think no. I don't think anything is united sports fans across the country more than wanting that tie, right? In the final seconds, <laughs> would have been great. Would have been phenomenal. It's, win, it's very rare that you get a win-win situation. It's like you that and that was truly one of them. So, yeah, I was a little disappointed when they they picked up all those yards on the the final running play and were able to kick that field goal. What would Mike Gramala have done? Because Ed, I don't know if you know this. When you were gone for a week, Mike filled in, and yeah. we discovered. Mike is like this old white man who watches football from the forties and is like, never go for two, always punt. Like, I don't know where this conservative football, Mike, very conservative from. So like, gotta establish the run. (laughs) Would you have kicked the field goal at the end? Or would you have said, you know what? We're in the playoffs. If we take a knee, let's take a knee. You know what? You and I were talking about this uh, as it was happening. And at the time I said, you know, why even risk the chance? of getting it blocked, getting run back, like something bad happening. But then, you know, you, you mentioned, you know, the, the difference between playing Kansas City and the difference between playing Cincinnati is worth going for that field goal. You, like, you feel good. The Raiders can feel great about making the playoffs. But if they made the playoffs and their first game was at Kansas City, this whole week would be like, it would be like a, a week-long gallows walk, you know, because that game's going to be over in seven, eight minutes. <laughs> Whereas Cincinnati, you can actually talk yourself into, hey, we got a chance here. If things go right, if so and so plays well, we got a chance. So I think that the difference between playing those your opponent is definitely worth going for the field goal and going for the win. So I I understand why Rich Passaccia would, you know, call that final play and line up the field goal, take that chance. It makes sense now. Should he have put Denzel Perryman back at his own goal line just in case it got blocked and returned? You'd have a guy back there to make a tackle. <laughs> I think if you put one guy all the way back there, you're pretty much ensuring that the kick will be blocked. <laughs> right? I think you just I think you just got to line it up the way you've done it a hundred times this year and hope that Daniel Carlson comes through. Which, by the way, the absolute funniest way that game ends, Raiders go to kick the field goal to win it, it gets blocked in return for a touchdown. That is the that, funniest way sure. that game ends. Absolutely. That is the yeah, that's that is the 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 funniest thing. That would have been the the most humorous. But they I don't think they deserved it. Like sometimes you could say like the Raiders, oh, they deserve the bad things that happened to them because they've made mistakes or they've done this and that. They did things the wrong way or they made a mistake. I don't think they would have deserved that finish. I think they played well enough. And I think they did the, I think they did enough. They couldn't stop forward on those fourth downs in the fourth quarter, but that was extraordinary play. I think they did what they needed to do and they deserved to win that game and they deserve to avoid Kansas city. So good for the Raiders. What like, do you think they can beat Cincinnati? How confident are you? They can go into Cincinnati and win. Uh, I'm not confident, but it's not like Cincinnati is some guaranteed, like Cincinnati is not some juggernaut. It's a second year quarterback. Um, their best offensive player is a rookie. Um, this is their first playoff game and God knows how long it's a, it's not a guaranteed loss the way it would be with Kansas City, where you know that game's going to be over by the end of the first quarter. So um, they got a chance. They got a chance. Is oh, let me ask you this, Ed or Ed, Ed Mike? Is the job done? It meaning what? Is the job is the done? job? That's all he wants to know about the Raiders. Is the job done? Uh, yes. The job Thank is done. you. Yeah, the job is done. See, that's what I've been saying all day. T-shirt like, tomorrow. The job is done because he's re- he said it about sixty-five right. times the, today. Uh, Derek Carr's like the job's not done yet. Yes, it is. The job is it's done. done. Oh, they the did. job was the playoffs. They did it right. 
Good job. Good job. Thank you, Mike. That's all we needed. Thanks, from Mike. You. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Thank before you, you go, before wait. you go. I'm here. What'd you eat yesterday? Uh, the same thing. You know, chicken salad. I had the chicken salad, um, and then I had some also some chicken noodle soup. We uh, are kind of doubled up on that. We are eleven. Day, well, today's the eleventh day. We've had ten days in January of twenty twenty two. How many times have you had a chicken salad? Uh, you know, I had uh, probably not that many, like three or four. Okay, that's right. still a lot. It hasn't been an everyday thing. I think it's a little concerning that you don't think that many is three or four in a ten day span. It's the only healthy thing I can eat. Like, if I want to eat healthy, it's that or... Okay, not can, not can, willing to eat. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's nothing (laughs) else in in my internal menu that's really healthy. So it's that or nothing. You know what's interesting? Like, uh, UNLV basketball, the media meal is Chick-fil-A. I don't think Mike even eats the Chick-fil-A. Well, it's just just chicken. There's really nothing else that... That's what you eat. I know. I I take the. They have cookies too. I take a cookie. Is what I go for. They have sandwiches. No, no, just nuggets. It's not sandwich oh, form. It's just chicken. Okay. Just if chicken it was a sandwich, nuggets. I would take the sandwich. But okay. you're, yeah. you're too good for chicken nuggets. No, I've I've tried them. I'm just not going to load up on like just straight 100 percent plate of chicken. Is that do people do that? That's yeah. what oh, you it appears, do. It appears they do if it's Chick Fil A. Oh, I don't know. I thought it was more about the sandwich. Like I I want that. I don't I don't know. I know guys in the media who load up on them so much they get like ten orders and just bring them home, put them in the fridge. Like they should just, I bring they, my own? Should I bring my own buns? Like bring just like hamburger <laughs> yes, buns yeah. and like make my own sandwich? Yeah, little you need little this. ones because they're nuggets. But yes, yeah, that'd be great. Little that'd sliders, three three sliders. All right, get out of here, Mike. We appreciate it. Thanks, buddy. Thanks. You're telling me people put them in their oh, fridge? Yeah. I've known people on the road in the media. You know the little fridges like in a courtyard or somewhere who go to Chick Fil A. And buy enough to where they can eat the whole trip. You're telling me, where, do they? What? Yeah, absolutely. I've also known people to buy three or four, and this is where I have to I have to draw the line: three or four McRibs. Oh, that's just bad humans. I don't say names. <laughs> <laughs> I don't say do names. McRibs hold up? What do you I, think I've they never, are? There's no meat in there. It's all preservatives. So I don't know. My sons had them. Uh, I haven't had one, so I'm not sure how much they're holding up. I've not had a McRib either. Have you, Jared? Mm, not since probably the Clinton administration. <laughs> but you've had one. Yeah, okay. I don't remember it. I've never had a McRib no, either. Had we might need to do that. I was that. in Arkansas. I don't, I remember that. We might need to do that. Um, okay, yeah, that's live on the air. Yes, eat a McRib. Well, can we? We get off the air at 10. They, they don't serve McRibs for breakfast, right? I don't even know what time of the year they have them because it's like a special time and people what, start isn't it McDonald's. whenever prices drop on whatever that, they need to put in the is that what they do yeah I whenever whenever there's a lot of stray dogs by the way mike ramala just texted me he's had a mcrib oh, oh wow with the sauce he's beating us a out That's right. oh yeah we talked to him about it he probably took a bite of it and it was too saucy for him that would be saucy he psyched that thing himself would be saucy. Out. all right we got two tickets to go see tool they're coming to t-mobile arena january 22nd Tool in concert. Two tickets, 702-364-1100 is the phone number. 702-364 is the phone number. If you want to go see Tool, we will take caller number nine at 702-364-1100. Two tickets for Tool. I've learned over the years to 
take just about anything that Owen says with a grain of salt. And I look forward to hearing that story again and hope he includes it in his Hall of Fame induction speech. That's the way it is sometimes with Owen. Don't get the whole story. And Olin knows the story is. You're locked in the press box. Owen? Oh, who? Olin. Olin. Owen Wilson? Olin. Olin. No, Olin. What was Who's that? Who's Olin? Uh, George, <laughs> George I'm McCaskey. asking you a lot of questions at one yeah. time. Let's go. <laughs> Congratulations <laughs> to David. He's going to go see Tool in concert. We'll have more tickets to give away throughout the week. Press box transition. Press box transition. So we don't know who Olin is? I'm trying to make sure I say his name right. When did that ever stop you? All right. He's a former Chicago Bears player, and that was George McCaskey, who's a, a Chicago's basically calling him a liar. Okay. Because of a story he told? I know you sent us an email with the, the sound you had to possibly play today. I apparently did not read the part about the Bears from, what, the 70s? <laughs> what the hell happened yesterday? Why are we talking about people from so long ago? Basically, he said that to be a player consultant, the Bears offered him $15 an hour in 2018 as a former player to be a player consultant. Got it. And then okay. during his press conference... The chairman of the Bears said he's a liar, oh, okay. and now the former Bears center is now going, no, I'm not. I have the receipts. This is good drama. I like yeah. this drama, actually. And meanwhile, the Bears are also like, we don't have a coach. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, who needs a coach? They might hire Brian Flores. I was going to say, Brian Flores sees these headlines. He's yeah. like, eh, are we sure the That's who I said, and you guys said, you guys said he wasn't offensive-minded. What are you talking about? What do you mean? That's what you said. I said that yesterday. Brian Flores to Chicago. We said no to that. I don't remember that. Okay, fine. The job is done. <laughs> Flores is apparently in Chicago or okay, is going well, to Chicago. Maybe that job's done too. Yes. To, to have an interview, which man, this will be a fun conversation for me. Uh, when the Raiders lose to the Bengals and all the other teams have already hired their coaches, I'm going to be looking around saying, you know, it's a bad thing. They made the playoffs. They missed oh, out on all the coaches. Let's get Jim Harbaugh. Nope, Harbaugh's going to be gone. No, he's going to the Jags. Yep, snapped <laughs> up by the Jags. Bears are going to get Flores. Raiders are going to look around saying, I guess we're going to hire Nathaniel Hackett. <laughs> if you're the Jags right now, <laughs> what coach could you, like, obviously you can't get Saban, but, like, is there a college coach right now that you just, like, walk up to and go, yeah, we got it. We're the Jags. We got it. Urban Meyer, we're the Jags. Like Urban, we got it. Like, get a guy like Two hundred million. Just whatever. Just come save us. Uh, Dabo? I don't know if Dabo would translate. He knows the quarterback. But he treats all his players like children. <laughs> Is Clemson going to be good next year? They are fifth in the odds to win it all. It's really? uh, Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State. I'm looking at a too early college football rankings. They have them Clemson at 11. Okay. I think the books had him fifth last night. I know it was Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State. I know who would be uh, who's four? Georgia, Ohio, Georgia was uh, Ohio State was seven to one third. I'm trying to think who was fourth. If it's Notre Dame, I'm throwing no. my computer monitor. No, through Notre the wall. Dame was Notre Dame was like twenty to one. But, Guys, why? Hold on, hold on, hold on. 
I have important news for you. UNLV has made it into ESPN's way too early top 25 college football rankings. What? How? Michigan State is ranked 10th. And the final sentence of their outlook for Michigan State <laughs> is that they added Brule from Mississippi State and Jacoby Winman oh, from UNLV. There you go. Well UNLV's played. in the top well 25. Well played. You know what that is? It's rolling the That's well played. That's a moral victory. Yeah. That's a huge moral victory. And if you're Marcus Arroyo, guess what? The job's done, baby. Hashtag the job's done. Me.